You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello and welcome back to OKSIS Podcast. My name is Mads. My name is Scout. I am Mads' older sister. And you know what? Today I got a little tickle in the throat. Got a little tickle in the throat. Holy shit. (laughs) Girl, you need, you need like physical and mental and emotional help and assistance. Like you cannot get sick again. Like what is going on? We need to get you some, I have some tea I can send you. It's called eucharistness. Um, <laughs> no, euthanasia. Euthanasia. Oh God. Echinacea. 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 There it is. Okay. You got to get some of that in you. So you know we don't need to recount it, but I, I, and and let me see if you think this is true, since you've seen the like the behind the scenes of my of my real life right now. I feel like like the BTS. The BTS. <laughs> I feel like the last two months have just been one thing after the other shit show like physical with covid like mental breakdowns like my flight getting canceled and I don't I haven't even told you that fucking story yet 
it just kind of feels like I am in a very chaotic dark magic right now. For sure, dark magic. I love that you say that phrase because some people would just, you know, (laughs) would just chalk it up to like, whoa, my life is shit right now. But you, dear sister, dear Scoutala, you're always, you know, you have hope. No, it doesn't matter if if the universe and the world is dragging you from the bumper of their car, you're skidding across the highway. Scout will still say, there is magic on the other end of this. I know it. Like, honestly, there's always hope. Honestly, like super proud of myself for moving through the shit storm on all angles of my life, like personal health, business, mental health, like everything is going like fucking crazy except for my daughter, who's the best. This is proof that the work works because sure, I've gotten incredibly overwhelmed. I called you hysterically crying. Like I, I've had my moments of fuck this, right? But I also know even when I feel like that, I'm like, all I'm missing is hindsight. All I'm missing is hindsight. Can't, all I'm missing, can't wait yeah. to meet the woman on the other end of this phase because I know something big is happening. And I was listening to Ed Milet today and he said that the most successful people like they they had a moment where they're like going to quit or something, whatever, some shitstorm happens. And the people who aren't successful quit then and the people who are successful keep going because usually when you're in that place, you're two steps away from the success. Like you're two steps away. Totally. So, you know, I'm waiting know. for the I two always, step. I always, yeah. <laughs> we're, wait, we're, wait, we're waiting with bated breath for the two step over here because... Uh, it's it's not looking like it's coming, but it will, it will. Um, you know, yeah, I've been lately having this feeling and I, you know, Ed Milet says, says this all the time of, you know, it's closer than you think, right? We always think that our dreams are just so far in the future. And that's something so beautiful and a realization that really sunk in for me and something I've been feeling lately. Like it's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. Like it's, It's like this year, like it's coming, like it's this year. But also like it's also arrived at the same time. And it's arrived. I know, you know, the affirmation that you gave me a long time ago that I still write every single day. I am successful today. Like success doesn't need to be something that you have in the future. Like it is something you can claim today. And also like that idea that success is closer than we think. I think that also keeps us in the feeling that success is in the future and not now. And while yes, like our bigger manifestations are right around the corner, but the life that we're living today is last year's manifestations. And if we don't take a moment to realize that, you know, we're fucked. So I know. So in my, I'm doing the to be magnetic challenge. She has the magnetic self challenge going on right now. And I was doing, you know, my little deep imagining and something came forward of I remember when I was at NYU my freshman year, this was before I transferred to USC, mm-hmm. and I was like the lowest of the low that I've ever been, and I remember the only thing that would bring me joy was going to workout classes, and I loved the workout culture there, and I went to Barry's Boot Camp, and I splurged because it was like $40 to go to Barry's Boot Camp. This was before class pass and everything, and I splurged, and I remember like, I wrote up like a proposal to send to dad for him to send me money. To I was like, dad, like, 
you know, this is really good for my mental health. I'm, I'm struggling so much. Like, please, can you pay for me to go to Perry's boot camp? And he was like, fuck no. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a shit about Barry's boot camp. It's $40 a class. Go fuck yourself. Go run around the block. I was like, okay, thanks. Thank you. Um, your first your first practice with writing a business plan. <laughs> Going out to an investor. <laughs> Dad with my investor to go to, to go to Barry's boot camp. Anyways, but then I had that realization where it was like, oh my God wow, I am at a spot where like, I can go to Barry's bootcamp anytime I want. I oh can God. go, you know what I mean? Like it's, it yes. seems so subtle and little, but that was something I desired like so deeply that I wrote up a business plan to go. And now it's like, yeah, I could go whenever I want. And it's so, it's so accessible to me. Okay. I had that moment too. I remember I used to tell myself, when I can get a blowout twice a month, when I can sign up for the dry bar monthly subscription, that's two blow yeah. blowouts a month, I will have made it. And I remember yeah. when I signed up for that membership, I was flying motherfucking high. And now mm -hmm. I go once a week. And now the bar has, of course, been moved even further. And I was telling my girl, Sandy, I don't go to a dry bar anymore. I go to a blow blow, the one near my house. I was telling my girl, Sandy, I was like, that was my metric for making it, was going to get a blowout twice a month. Now my metric for making it, which I'm working my way up because I can't super justify this at the moment, is going twice a week because, you know, oh, that is like that. I mean, my hair needs it. Okay. My hair only lasts four days now. Ever since pregnancy, my hair used to go two weeks and I could like deal with it. Now it's like day five. We're struggling over here. So I'm like the moment I can easily with ease go Monday and Thursday, every single Monday and Thursday, I will, I will be living the life. I'm living the life now, but that's the next life that I'm going to be living. That's the next life. That's the next level. I know. And it's so hard. Like I implore everyone listening to take a moment to think back to like those little luxuries that you used to like dream of that you have now that you take for granted. Now it is so gratifying to look back and think about those things. I mean, I think about it with my apartment. Like lately I've been like, oh, I want a house in Malibu and I want this and a big house and da da da. And then I look around and I remember the moment I saw this apartment, it was like my dream. I mean, it still is my dream, but I was like, oh, if I live there, I made it. Uh, this is my dream. It's per like all these things. And I'm in the apartment and I'm already feeling, taking it for granted. So, you know, it just, it, it allows you to sit in like gratitude and realize like how much abundance is already surrounding you. And that type of mentality then brings in more abundance. So you might as well do it anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember Adam and I, in the first year of our relationship, we would split a Denny's special for breakfast. That was like our date morning. I mean, okay. <laughs> That's just gross. Like, what? okay, I had like $500 a month to make it through the whole month. Okay. Groceries, Denny's. everything, everything. I had 500 bucks, sometimes less. I was a barista. I was making it work. And you know, we got, we got scrappy and crafty back in the days. It's just cool mm -hmm. to like think back. Cause you know, especially cause Adam and I have been together for so long. We went together when we were basically, you know, I was a kid, 21 years old when we would have like our first one bedroom apartment, which was a total fucking shit show. And like an alcoholic lived down the street and there was, oh, a, it was that. a total, total shit show. And just to see where we've come and how we've upgraded our lives every single year is so awesome. And you're right. Like we don't 
often think about the trajectory. Like I was looking at my house today and I've been, and this is kind of the problem, you know, I'm having a little bit of a problem with manifestation lately and I'm going to tell you why is because I think that I have always been a really great manifester without analyzing or studying or thinking of different techniques or strategies to manifest. I've always just kind of been like, oh yeah, that's what I want. And then I don't necessarily like obsess over it. I never really used to have manifestations that lasted past a year in the future. And that's always really, really worked for me. And then I started getting more into it and reading different techniques and like having a five-year manifestation. And honestly, it has taken me out of, and you know how I am usually, like so grateful, so happy, so in love with my life. This more aggressive, like all in, like bigger manifestation practice that I've tried on and obviously doesn't work for me, it's made me in lack from what I have today. And it's really honestly been a very toxic and not healthy and it's completely taken me away from being my usual like, oh my God, look at my house, look at my this, look at my that. Yeah. Because all I can think about is my five-year fucking manifestation. And I'm like, hold the vision and say the fucking affirmation every day and don't and visualize it every day in your meditation. And I'm like, wait a minute, whoa, this is this is not working for me. And it's actually taking me out of the beauty of my day to day. And I've never had a problem like this. So just a PSA to sisters, like, you know, permission to not follow every spiritual or every manifestation practice or every leader's formula. And if it doesn't work, like, thank you next. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. 
When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I think about Roxy Nufusi where she said at the beginning of the year, you know, you make your vision board, whatever, but then you put it away. You do not think about it, right? And I think that's more the practice that you've done in the past where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I have a desire, great. Let's, that's in my subconscious. It operates in the background, yeah. right? Where it's not necessarily something, because I agree with you. If you're just thinking, if you're all the time just visualizing your future, you're fucking missing the present. And also yeah. then, yeah, you won't be grateful for your present because you're just wishing that you were in that manifestation in the future. Yeah. So there's a balance between being like, oh, I desire this great, put it in the background and just trusting that, oh yeah, the universe is already putting it in motion. Mm-hmm. I think about this with like, when I go on my silent walks, right? In the beginning, I'm just kind of like, I'm not putting pressure on myself to think of a grand idea or solve all my problems. And I I don't have that expectation. So when I go in, I'm just like, oh, let me just, I'm open to receiving. I'm yeah. open to it and I'm curious, but let me just see what happens in this walk. And look, sometimes I end the walk and nothing, you know, nothing comes up. But because I'm open and just letting it happen and I'm not desperate or having like really, really intense expectations, that's when things come to me and I can listen and I can really hear the intuition and the push or the little nods to go here or this, whatever. It's really, it needs to be something that's more of a just foundational trust rather than like, like, you know what I mean? I know because also like every, every client that's ever come to me, every opportunity that's ever come to me, anything that's ever, ever good money, opportunity, whatever that's come to me in my business, I've always never expected 
the email. I never go to my inbox like, yeah. oh, let me refresh. Have they answered? Have they answered? And it's totally every time I'm doing that, it never comes through. I never hear from the person I'm refreshing and constantly checking. Every time a client has said I'm ready to start, anytime an opportunity has come, anytime someone's like, can you be on my podcast? I'm like, I didn't fucking expect that one today. And so I try, I'm trying now to rectify, in my opinion, the damage I've done to all of the work in my subconscious in the last couple months by being so fucking aggressive. And I'm like, you know what, universe? Why don't you surprise me today? Why don't you give, right. give me some awe? I want to be in awe of you today. Yeah, I love doing that. I love waking up that way. Lately, I mean, today was a good day, but in the past couple of days, I've been waking up with this sense of dread and... It's, I was talking to Ben about this yesterday where sometimes I feel like as I'm going through tasks in my day, most of the tasks are things I do enjoy, but I'm still viewing them as like, ugh, this is still work. I still have to sit in front of my computer. So let me just attack it with urgency so I can get it over with. But then I'm like, oh no, Mads, you have to enjoy the process, mm -hmm. like slow down and enjoy it. But I'm like, yeah, but then it's going to take me longer. So it's like, <laughs> wait, do I just rush through it and get through it and not enjoy it as much and then have more time later to enjoy myself, quote unquote? Or do I sit in in the process of, of enjoying it? So like, for instance, we're doing this TikTok series for Camber and it's this TikTok is trying to compete with YouTube. So they have this new feature called series. And we did like a vlog series where I invited my favorite creators in LA to take me to their favorite spot in LA and we vlogged the whole experience. So I was looking through the edits and like making my notes and all these things like a fun task, like not, you know, whatever, but I was I just noticed my pattern throughout the whole time was like, ugh, okay, I want to get done with this. Like, I want to get it off or, you know, just let's finish. I just, it's weird because then I thought that if I enjoyed the process, I'd become complacent and it would take longer. So the opposite happened. So the opposite happened. So then I ended up dreading it, wanting to get it over with, and then I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So it's really strange. I've been kind of like toying with that balance in my head. I think I'm just overthinking. We're overthinking too much. Literally, Ben the other day was like, I think you're just thinking about it. Like, just do it how long it takes. And Honestly, then okay. just- This is the downside. <laughs> this is the downside of the person. I was talking to Meadow, our girl Meadow. She came over to my house the other day to meet Lily and see the house. And we were talking about how being too aware is a detriment to you. Like there's a point in the personal development world, in the self-care world, in the spirituality world, in the mental health world where being so self-aware and analyzing everything is actually a detriment to you because you just get way too in your head. And it's like, it's hard though to calm that down because once you've done the work and you've you've really either healed or you've expanded your minds to other opportunities. It's almost like you've opened a Pandora's box and it's very difficult to just close the Pandora's box sometimes. But sometimes as human beings, it's like, let's just not, and let's just be human for two seconds and not necessarily be checking in all the fucking time, you know? I know. It's, it's weird because I like love personal development and I think I've become like even addicted to it. Like yeah. I enjoy that work more than I enjoy like doing camber sometimes, which is yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> I love, I'm like, I'm a personal development junkie. Don't get me wrong. But part of the, part of being a personal development junkie is also knowing when you've taken it too far and when to pull back. That's also part of personal yeah. development. Like 
when is the things that you read, like it's when to know when to pull back. It's when to know when to jump in. It's when to know, hey, this isn't serving me. It's when to know when to let it the fuck go. And it's also when to know when to jump in, you know, all those subtleties. Because I think that within the personal development world, we think that the destination is like this, but we all know it's all crazy up and down. So we have to adapt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we do a little little luxuries mm. roundup. That's fun. That sounds really fun. Okay. So these are things we kind of alluded to it in the beginning of the episode, like things we do today. Again, these are not things that are probably as common or they are little splurges, things that we do to feel like our full self or luxuriate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this can inspire you. Also, this could be something that you add to your manifestation list. It could be something that you do today that you're like, oh shit, this was something I really desired years ago. And look at me, I get to do this for myself. So things that you can do to to feel feel really in your body and like your most magnetic self that might cost a little more than yeah. typical. We'll say these are aspirational, but also eventually attainable practices. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, which we we're talking about before we went on air is I, and we just talked about you getting your blowouts is I just got a haircut and a blowout and I literally, I'm a new person. Like I'm a whole new fucking person. I, I was journaling this morning saying that I feel like the most confident, like I can run for president. I am, something happens to me when I get a blowout and I know a lot of sisters are listening and, and can relate. I want to be a natural curly hair girly. I really want to, I really try I just, it just not, it is not part of my authentic code. I'm sorry. Like Mm -hmm. I just look better. I feel better. I feel clean. I feel presentable. I feel confident. I feel sexy. I'm feeling myself. Like I want to go on TikTok. I want to show the fucking world. Like I'm, this is me. This is real. This is me. Yes, yes, yes. Great. Yes, 100%. (laughs) For me, it's always the blowout, but something that I did the other week, because I was going to, I went to Idaho for a wedding last weekend. So I kind of did all of the things in one day, which I highly recommend every now and then to just like do all the things splurge one day. I got- I love doing that before an event or like before a situation. I like, I get the nails, I get the eyebrows, I get the spray tan, I got the hair. Sometimes I get the makeup, I get the facial, like you just stack it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was just a blowout, eyebrows and nails. And I- felt by the end of the day, like I should have done it before and enough before and after I felt and looked like a completely new person. So that is something when you need, like when you need a little kick in the butt, get a blowout. That's what I always say. Cause you feel really great. But when you need like a, okay, I need, I need the big guns, like do a bunch of beauty treatments in one day and you will feel fantastic. I mean, this is like, obviously not too luxurious, but I just, when it comes to books, I just don't have any budget or any like yeah, that. No, like I just, I love books. And as, as the sisters is well documented, I love books. So that's something where when I per, press purchase or when it's like, it just is automatic for me. It's something I value so much. And I'm starting to realize like, as I'm on this money journey, like think about your just behaviors of things when you buy something, it's like, take my money. Like this is so valuable to me. And then listen also to times where it doesn't feel as good. And then that's kind of when, where you can know where you want to spend your money and where you can pull back where, whereas I'm trying to listen to the times where I spend and I'm like, 
lovely. I'm so grateful to spend this money mm-hmm. and I'm so willing to spend it. And books are that for me. Like yeah. everyone says, go on Libby and get free books. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Like that's totally like, I hear you, I see you and I get it. But for me, something, and Kenzie Elizabeth said this, she's like, I feel fine spending on books. Like that is something that I just like, it's a, again, a little luxury that I feel like I don't feel the need to budget on. And so that's, that's something that I always feel okay to, to spend on and yeah. luxuriate myself in books. Yeah. I don't care if I'm like, I'm on a budget this month, like I will buy the book. Like that's an automatic and it's something that I want to do with Lily. So we might go into the toy shop and I can say like, you get one toy, pick out your one toy or whatever. But when she goes into the bookstore, it's like, oh, you want a hundred books? Like, let's go. You know, I think it's a really- Sweep it. Yeah, sweet, sweet Barnes and Noble. We're ball, we're balling out at Barnes and Noble, bitch. Balling out at Barnes and Noble. Okay, one of my little luxuries is that my husband, and I'm sorry if you don't have a husband that does this, but you know, kind of, you kind of need an Adam for this one. My husband <laughs> buys really, really nice coffee beans and has a whole setup that is like pro next level extracting and this and the grinder and the that. Like it's a whole fucking thing in my house. But I just love that he makes the best, highest quality coffee and it is brewed by the time I wake up. So every single morning I'm having probably better coffee than 90% of coffee shops have available. And that's, it always makes my day when I leave and I notice it or I realize how grateful I am for it when I travel and I don't have it in the morning and I'm having other coffee. He's kind of made it a non-negotiable for me now. Oh. I love that. I know he is like a, well, he is a scientist, but he is also a scientist in the coffee lab yeah, of yeah. the Sobel household. Yeah. This is very true. I've had, I've had many a coffee from him and they're spectacular. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something that's new for me that actually was on my manifestation list earlier this year was being able to treat people to dinners or coffees or things like without feeling an insane level of like guilt or like scarcity. And because in the past I'd be like, oh, Venmo me or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But there's something like so beautiful about being able and feeling like really gracious with treating someone. And I've had the pattern of not doing that um, and I think it came out of like a lack a little bit. And I'm not saying to do this all the time, of course. And I love the arrangement me and my friends have where like, hey, I got this round. Like, I know you got me in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love that energy. But more specifically, I've been doing this with our stepsister. Our stepsister, Stephanie, she just graduated college. You know, she's living in LA. And I brought her to Nobu Malibu for the first time. And like, I mean, granted, we only got like one, like one or two, you know, appetizers and a drink, which, you know, of course ended up to be $100, but like I probably wouldn't have paid for it if it was like the whole meal, but I just felt so good being able to spend that and also Mm. like treating it to her. I knew it was really important to her. It was like a beautiful moment we had together. It was like a, obviously a beautiful scenery and all these things and I just lately have been doing that a little more and it feels really good. Like I I just feel very giving in that way, which I just haven't been in the past. And look, it doesn't have to be $100. It could be someone's coffee. It could be whatever. But there's something really beautiful about treating people. It makes you feel good. It makes them feel seen. 
And um, yeah, so I've been trying to do that a little more. Mm, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I remember when I bought our whole meal at Nobu for your birthday. <laughs> With the bottle of wine. <laughs> two years ago. They they didn't let us take the bottle of wine out, even though we paid a lot of money for it. But yeah, that like when you can treat friends or the moment you get out of the like, okay, your meal was $12 and my meal was $8. So I'll Venmo eight and you Venmo 12. Like the minute, totally. the minute, honestly, just like the little luxury of like, we ordered and I don't give a fuck if you ordered three more things than me, like split it, right? Like split even it. that, like even just not penny pinching the bill to feel like, okay, you spent 10 more dollars than me. And listen, sisters, there were many a times where years I'd be like, no, 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 no. You bought a $4 orange juice over me and I, we got to split it exactly the right way. There's always a time and place where you are in that mode. But for me, the ability like to just not look at the the bill and just to say split it feels so good. Like it just feels good to be able to do something like that. Another way I want to piggyback off yours, treating a friend a meal, buying someone Starbucks in the drive-thru line. Mm. I, <gasps> oh yeah. yeah, I do it a lot. I do it a lot. And I also want to even go a step further because this is something I'm becoming really, really passionate about, which is when we're being generous with our money and buying things for people, it's such a beautiful place to be in and it makes us feel so good. Like I feel so good when I can treat my friends or I feel so good when I can buy the Starbucks for the person behind. But something that I'm getting really, really passionate about, I try to keep either food or dollar bills in my car is giving to homeless on the street when they have signs that are asking for food or money or help. It's something that I feel like is such a no-brainer for me to give $5 to someone in need. And I think we often bypass that opportunity to give generously. Like I saw a woman and it's like, I'm, I really want to actually... Once I'm a little more settled this year, um, I want to take on a role where I help mothers who are homeless with new babies because I saw a mom, she was homeless and she had a baby and I, my heart just broke and I didn't have money or food in my car and I was like, fuck, what do I do? And I remembered I had a whole tub of Lily's formula, which is like 60 bucks. It's from Europe. Like I literally fly in a little luxury. Like I fly in nice formula for my baby. And I was just like, take the tub. And it broke my heart because even though she was in a position where she needed food for her baby, she, as a mom, wanted to make sure that it was good quality for her baby. And so she asked me if it was if it was good. And I said, I promise you, I feed it to my daughter. It's like the best you can get on the market. Take the tub. And it's moments like that where like when we're generous with our friends, it feels so good. When we don't have to worry about who got what on the bill, et cetera, you know, paying for someone's Starbucks behind. But I implore everyone to like take that little luxury that you have a step further because that $40, $50, $60, I don't know how much the tub was of formula, like that fed that baby for a week, you know? And we all have that capability to give. Like the little luxuries of life is when you can give. And so I think we should, we we get, we're so privileged and honored. I'm like honored to be able to be in a position to give little bits to other people that make a really big difference. Yeah, that reminds me, you know, something that I could do is like, I mean, obviously I, 
I eat out a lot. I go to restaurants and there's always an abundant of food mm -hmm. left over. And I take it home to Ben because he's, I call him my vacuum yeah. and he'll just eat everything. But like, there's still some things that he doesn't eat or like, I'm sure he would be fine if I didn't bring back. And I need to start giving it like the abundant food and my takeaway to people on the street because yeah. I'm always passing them. But that's such a great reminder. Like I, I am in this position, like, I feel very fortunate to go to these restaurants and oftentimes the meals are paid for because mm -hmm. I'm taking content. And so they send me a shit ton of food that yeah. I can't finish. And so reminding myself to always seek out someone, find someone on the street so I can pass yeah. it on. And there's another thing that I like to offer people who are interested in like giving back, but feel as if giving back needs to be this big thing. I remember yeah. you, me and mom watched, we went to the movie theater and we went back and I think we were saying like, God, one day, you know, I'd love to make a big donation to that charity and like make a difference. And I just realized I was like, what, what am I talking about? Like, I don't have to wait until I have an expendable $100,000 to make a difference. Like if I'm going to wait to give back that significantly long, like I'll never give back, right? It's like, oh, one day I'll give back. And so I was like, it it feels in this moment, and it's okay if you're here, like it feels overwhelming to like find a charity that I like and figure out what monthly donation. I was like, that seems right now not working for me, but I don't want to let that stop me from giving back. So I have a rule that anytime someone posts a GoFundMe for someone who is going through a medical right. bill or a funeral or like whatever, I don't even care, right? If I see someone who posts a GoFundMe and says my friends needs help, it's just an automatic like 10, 20, figure out what number works for you. I don't even like really even think about it anymore. It's just like, oh, hold on. I, I, there's a GoFundMe link, like got to donate real quick, you know? <laughs> and that's like- That's a really good rule. Yeah. Because if we all did it, even a dollar guys, like truly even a dollar or five, whatever it is, if you just get into the habit of that, like imagine the amount of generosity and impact and value you're creating without it being literally basically any effort on your part. Oh, I love that. I love that as a, a life rule. Yeah. It's a life rule. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. 
Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I think I, you know, I talk a lot about, this is a a big pivot, but I talk a lot about uh, like natural wine. Again, that's also something I think about. That's like, it brings me joy. I Uh like, oh, it also is something that when I spend, I don't really think about it. Even though some people, to some people that doesn't have any value. And also they'd be like, you're spending $30 on a bottle of wine. Like what, what? Whereas, you know, when I think about when I've made it, it's like, having a natural wine bottle collection. Like yeah. that's literally like what I think about. So I don't know. It's just think about those, those little things in your life. Again, it doesn't have to be these giant like jewelry and or a nice bag or a huge trip, like little luxuries, little things that yeah. can really just spark joy. And it could be in more of the generous capacity. It could be something you do for yourself. It's something, a gift that you give like, or it could be, so it could beautiful. be lighting Palo Santo around your house, just like feeling that luxurious spa moment is always, always like a really good way to elevate my mood. though, like Palo Santo gives me like wildfire vibes oh, though. I like I'm like- I love Palo Santo. I guess, yes, a little luxury for sure is like lighting. Let Guys, listen, who's ever listening, light the bougie candle. Yeah, light the okay? bougie candle. We all have a candle. We all have the candle that's in the back of the cupboard that we don't want to light yeah. because it's fucking expensive. I'm mm-hmm. looking at you, Lalabo, okay? I have my I know. Just kidding, that, one, I that got, one ended. I got one a year and a half ago and it's like a tenth of the way through because I'm so afraid to light it. I should start lighting it. It's the opposite oh. effect. I get anxiety putting yeah. it on because I'm like, oh, it's yeah. go- every, every <clears throat> minute it's like $10. Like it's just I know. going down. But this is what I'm telling you. Like today's the day that you like the bougie candle. Okay. One last little luxury that I have now is that I've, um, I will spend extra money. Okay. So first of all, I'm kind of in like a weird place with my relationship to money where things, most things like aren't exactly sparking joy. Like clothing doesn't feel right for me to spend because I think that, I think that I've, I don't know, because when I think about it, it's like, well, I want the big ticket item, like spending $200 on this doesn't feel good to me unless I have a really big budget to go all in. So if that's not the case, like I'm just not even going to go there because it doesn't feel good. Like eating out doesn't feel good anymore. Like I am complaining all fucking day long about how much food costs at a restaurant. Like I can't believe it. I'm over it. Like I don't actually know at this point what feels good to spend money on other than investing in myself and in my business. I spend a lot of money there and that's always been my number one priority. But one thing that I will say is that I do not feel good when I'm out and I have to go spend 17 goddamn dollars for a salad for lunch. Like absolutely not. Unless it's an event where I'm like going to brunch with my girls, different. But on a day-to-day basis, ordering from a fucking place and it's $60 for Adam and I to get takeout on a Tuesday night. I'm just, I can't, like, I just feel like I'm just vomiting money. You know what I mean? So for me, grocery shopping feels better. Like I feel better doing that. That's where I want to put my money. So my little luxury is I'll spend more for the organic. I'll spend more for the nice ingredient. I'll spend more to get higher quality eggs, right? I'll spend a couple dollars more. So that's where I like to put my money. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm going to do a hard disagree, but that's okay. (laughs) Obviously that's my job to go out and eat. And so I... 
I mean, I see where you're coming from. It is fucking expensive to eat out. I totally get it. I mean, where I just can't deal with it anymore is I went to a coffee shop, okay? And there was, you know, the Evolutions drinks, like the yeah. the juices. Sure. They're like the naked. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah, but they, they have like the full-size juice. It's like a naked juice, okay? They sell it at fucking sure. Costco, okay? Calm your tits, people. <laughs> they sell it at Costco. <laughs> Okay. Someone, a coffee shop was selling their green juice for $9. And I was like, bitch, you didn't fucking press this in the back. Like, this is not fucking fresh. This costs $1.99 at Costco, you fucking asshole. This is like, oh, this Jesus. is, this is, okay, that's what pisses me off because I'm like, you're just, yeah. you're just upping the price to see if I'll fuck around today. And I'm not. I'm telling you right now, I'm using your bathroom for free. I'm using your bathroom for free because on principle, I'm not buying that green juice. That's where uh, I get pissed off. Wow. We got her worked up. Okay. So this is the things that you need to notice like about your money spending and like what works you up, what doesn't. I, I completely see what you're saying. Like, I agree. I don't like, spe I don't like wasting money yeah. for, for things that I don't have value. I think for me though, going out to a nice restaurant or like not even a nice restaurant, but a new restaurant and discovering a place, that's something that I place high value on. So it's the memories, it's, you know. You don't have to defend yourself. That's that part of the money code is that like, I yeah. would, my dream is to go and spend a thousand dollars on shoes. Like that would make me feel yeah. very good today, right? Right. I haven't done it yet, but I will one day. Someone else would be like, are you insane? And I'd be like, right. uh, you're insane because you probably spent $1,000 on food this month. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the point of the money code. Yeah. Everyone, I know that's what I'm really learning lately is anytime I judge someone for their money spending habits yeah. or anything, like I take a step back and I'm like, okay, why is that triggering me? And also like, it does not matter. Yeah. Uh, like that doesn't, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't make, okay, great. That I just now know what I like to spend my money on more. Like you cannot judge other people no. and try to find, like catch yourself in that loop and don't, don't be like, oh, well I'm holier than thou because no, just, no. okay. I, you spend it on, okay, great. I spend it on this. That's it. Yeah, like that's it. it's just, that's it. you cannot, people have such intricate relationships to money. You probably do as well. Honestly, the goal in life is to be able to spend what you want. This is what Ramit Sethi says, to spend exorbitantly in the areas that you want and cut mercifully, merc whatever, on the areas you don't. Mercifully. That's mercifully. like the meaning, and I'm literally taking Ramit Sethi's words. I don't know if you've, you're into Ramit Sethi or has watched. I haven't, I haven't listened or I haven't read his book, but. Yeah, he's been on a bunch of podcasts because he just has a Netflix show. So I've been brushing up on his material, but he says like, Think about what your rich life is and think about the areas that would get you really excited to spend. And then he's like, imagine spending 10 times more on natural wine, on food, on this. Like right. you could go on a Michelin star, you know, journey through California or whatever. Or I could go and spend $5,000 on a beautiful wardrobe, whatever it is. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care if it's your car. I don't care if it's clothes. I don't care if it's food. I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's about identifying the areas that you want to spend in because it makes you happy and it makes your life really rich. And then the areas that it doesn't, like for me, it's eating out on a regular basis. I prefer to do like three or four nice meals out a month. For me, it's like, okay, I have to cut my cost there because that doesn't feel good. And if you can 
really be attuned to that. Like you should spend unapologetically in the areas you like and don't spend unapologetically in the areas you don't like. That's what it means to live a rich life. Wow. The meaning of life. The meaning of a rich life. It's the circle of life. Of life. You know what? God, right, well, Disney's got great songs. You know, like. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're, okay. All right. Um, did you see The Little Mermaid? No. What are you doing? I have to get a babysitter to go to the movie theater. Oh, right. Remember that Shoot. thing of I can't just Wait. go? <laughs> when can Lily see movies? In a while. Oh, no. Okay. Anyways, um, by the time you sisters hear this, I will be 29 years old. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry I'm missing your birthday. But now with the tickle in the throat, I just can't even get up there. It's just not happening for me. I'm so sorry. That is fine. That is fine. Yeah. So I'll do a recap, but we will have gone to... Uh, so everyone listening knows Taylor Swift is releasing or has released Speak Now, Taylor's version. And there's a listening party in LA that I will be going to for, and I'm making it my birthday. So that is the, that's the plan. And I'll do a little recap. Yeah. One day, one day I'll be able to do things like that again. (laughs) I mean, like if you think about what it would take for me to get to that party, even if I don't know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And you know, I don't even know who Taylor Swift is. So it would just be a shame on all fronts. So. (laughs) All right. Well, and with that, <laughs> we bid you adieu. This we love you. Episode. This was a great episode. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It went all over the place as per usual. Started off silly, you know, went into the mental, menti health situation and then little luxuries rounded off. Yeah, but little luxuries and then ended on money. But money, money and mindset. little luxuries kind of are no, but money together. Mindset. Money mindset. Money oh, mindset. Money mindset. Money mindset. Money mindset. Money mindset. Wealthy mindset. mindset. Oh, yeah. Wealthy girls. Oh, yeah. Hot girls have wealthy mindsets. Money Ay. mindset girlies. Ay. Oh, yeah. Money mm. Wealthy girls. Oh, my God. Guess Ay. what Lily did yesterday? What? Adam, okay, she was sitting at her little thing eating avocado and Adam started singing and she went like this. That's what that's what I that's what she did the other day. Yeah, but she was like actively dancing to Adam's song. Oh, cute. You know what? Um now I'm just going off on a tangent. This new haircut, I can do stuff like this. Oh, we're in our we're in our hair thing. <laughs> hair flip era. <laughs> this is an audio format, so you all could not see that, but maybe if you go on TikTok, Melissa will put this on TikTok. But like this is like elite girl energy to do that with your hair. Yeah. Do I do it? I think I could never have done that in the past. And I just got a little bit of curtain bangs. So this is, this is like the hot girl. I can't believe you didn't consult with me before this happened. I always get curtain bangs. This is not new. Oh, I don't remember you ever looking like this. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you. Okay, sisters, with that, we'll see you next episode. Love you. Love you. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you 
you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 